What's up, everyone? Here we go for another first impression BJJ website. But first, I would like to ask you guys a huge favor. If you can subscribe, like, and share the channel, that would be a great help so you can keep up with our content and by that, try to motivate more people to train jiu-jitsu. Today as guests, we're going to have Mike Nukin, a friend of mine, training jiu-jitsu since 2009 back in Rio de Janeiro. Now he's living here in Canada. And uh, finally, I got him to uh, share a little bit of his experience with us. And I hope you guys enjoy. Thank you very much. So, um, hey, Mike, how's it going? Everything's fine, my friend. Sounds good. So uh, today I want you to talk a little bit about yourself first, and then we can, you know, get you into martial art life. Tell, tell, uh, tell a little bit about yourself. All right. My name is, my name is Mike Michel in Portuguese. Uh, but Mike is easy for everyone in North America. I am uh, a new Canadian. I have six years of Canada. Um, I'm, a, I'm a business guy. I'm a procurement guy. And I work, I, I'm currently working with, uh, with procurement and also with drywall, uh, which I love, where, yes. I, where I met my, my dear friend, Calvin. And, um, and I have a long, long time with martial arts. I got my, my, uh, my blue belt in BJJ back in 2011. Uh, and with the, uh, it's not a curse, but with the blue belt, uh, the blue belts leaving the, 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 the dojo, I'm just trying to come back and just get back on track. That's what I'm trying awesome. to do. And with Cambridge BJJ, we'll be there. Awesome. For sure. I, I can't wait for that. You know, like, unfortunately we have to wait because of this COVID situation that every, everyone is, you know, like leaving off and we got to wait and, and see how we, we're going to deal with it and, actually be back open so we can start training again right yes yes but it's just but, a matter of patience uh yeah go ahead yes yes but um so you you just mentioned that you got your blue belt in 2011 right yep and uh you started at 2009 if i'm not wrong yes in the end of 2009 i started uh scared as heck <laughs> when i started bjj i was very scared to begin with that that actually reflects a lot in my my role game um and uh and i got my blue belt 2011 i trained just like in 2012 in the early 2012 probably two to three months and then i stopped and then things started changing my life started changing my career took me to several different ways so uh so i had to give it a pause um, in 2010, I got married, and so I was recently married. I was trying to move away, move from Brazil to Canada. So, so many things were happening back then. So I had to just like give it a halt. And um, and as soon as I arrived in uh, I arrived in Toronto, uh, I, actually in Can in Canada, I was searching for for uh, for a gym to to join with. So I called my guys. My guys are from Kyoto BJJ. Uh, my blue belts from Kyoto BJJ in Rio de Janeiro. And I called them and I say, do you guys have anyone in Canada, in Toronto? They said, no, we don't have anyone there. The closest would be just like miles away from here. <laughs> and uh, I was like pretty skeptical. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, so I now I'm happy. happy. No, I get it. I get it. It's like uh, it would be would be great to to be part of the, the same family, even though you're really far from real. You could train at something that would be affiliated would be great. Right. Like. Would be the same atmosphere, I, I believe so. Yeah, yeah, exactly but, that. So it's a, it's a pretty, it's, it's pretty. Uh, I think it's a, a in uh in the in the culture, the BJJ culture. 
uh, it goes way beyond the mat. So there's a lot more into training with people that you like, you respect, and you can treat as a family than just like joining in any gym a day. I'm just exactly. here getting, right? There's a lot of trust going on. No, exactly. It's like, that's true, man. That's true. But let's go, let's go way back. So do you, do you remember when, like, how was your first class of BJJ? Yes, I remember the first week entirely. <laughs> okay, so let's go. Tell me, tell me, tell me about. Okay, let's go for the first day. Do you remember like how was the feeling getting at the gym and being like, you know what, let's do this? How was it? All right, so it's quite funny because I just joined. I wanted them to uh, not to feel that I was super rookie, uh, but I didn't want them to think that I was thinking up way beyond about my like above myself I, I was right in between but I didn't want to bring any attention so it was pretty complicated <laughs> because I wanted to make a point uh when I joined <laughs> I started like a, in the in, at Kyoto there's a lot of it's very tribal right so there's a lot of a lot of things that you just like ex exchange with other students that you learn on the go exactly. so when we started the first class was just like hey guys let's warm up Turn the music on. Let's roll. Four rows. It's just in one shot. First day. <laughs> it was like that. First day. My first class. <laughs> first. Basically, the entire week was like that. So wow. I, just, I just had one class of technique and everything else was just like roll with the black belts. Just like there's a black belt, very close friend. I love the guy. He taught me everything right at the beginning. So he took care of me when I just, I just joined the rat. This is BJJ. So that's how he started. So, and then he started like every day in that week, teaching me a bit here, a bit there, how to pass the guard, what's the guard, and all, everything, all the details. Uh, assuming I didn't know anything. Assuming that I never saw any UFC or anything. So just, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's nice. That's Great. nice. I'm sure like th things has changed a lot, right? Like from 2009 to 2021, I would say even 2009 or 2015 when I when I enjoyed like uh, Toronto BJJ and I met like a new whole system of class and, and how to teach. And I see since I, every since I started podcast and I talked to people and some guys like you from Brazil that trained for like that train way back. And they tell me stories like, Oh no, no, I got to the gym and they just drove me to the class and all just, just rolling. And then I was like, first class, just rolling. They like, yeah, man, like right away to the fight, you know? And a lot of people, I'm sure that hundreds and hundreds of people got frustrated right away, right? What, what was the feeling you had? Like, man, I'm, I have to roll. I don't know anything. What did you feel? Uh, I, was, I was even more scared. Because we could, <laughs> was like, before I joined, that was, <laughs> before I joined, that was a pretty, uh, like everyone knew about that, though, that, that mat, right? That gym. And I was just like, I'm going to join them because they just like, that's sore, coral belt. That's the guy. So uh -huh. probably this is, a, this is a real deal. But when I joined, I just like, this is a jungle. I have to survive. <laughs> so that's, <laughs> so I have to survive every day because there was, there were, athletes there were people from abroad and there were so many people that was white belt trying to survive They're like all right so every my game of defense because i'm always defensive mode and try to avoid them to move in a direction that i like maybe uh, my left side is weaker i would just like make a roll to the side so i could not expose myself to my weaker spot so it was about like 
actually it was very good because I had to know myself in order to know what to defend from, right? Yeah, I get it. Yeah, of course. I need to defend from, yeah. So I was even more scared, but after a while I understood that the family, like no one was trying to kill me, even though I could tap out of it. <laughs> exactly, yeah, exactly. It's a, it's, a good, it's a good learn, the first learn how to tap, right? Hey, buddy. Oh yeah, the first thing. Yeah, first things first. All right, tap. You saved. You saved. Exactly. No, that's true. I come. I see. I. See, I believe that a lot of people that uh, um, start this way, they have this type of mode, like you say. Like I got in a defensive mode and kept going all the way, all the time. I was defending myself and waiting to see what would happen, and then you can attack or do something, right? So I believe a lot of people build up that in their mind and say, okay, no, I my game is like, like defensive and attack whenever. I, whenever i can right yeah yeah uh the problem with uh the problem with that with rolling at first is that i like my hands were always destroyed because as a white belt i was doing a lot of strength i was pushing like pulling and pushing with a lot of strength and i hurt myself a lot so i was not able to train like monday through friday i would train like monday uh and then thursday and friday or i would just skip one or two days in a week uh which was not good but in a tribal way of learning uh, uh, actually I learned how to uh, not get hurt that much I started wrapping my fingers and so forth and then I was able to to practice a lot more per week yeah I, yeah. I I understand I can I kind of I kind of understand like the way you 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 were thinking because like nowadays let's say you you want to go back to class and, and start training as soon you know we can be able to open like myself, I would recommend right away, instead of like try to go every day, I would say two to three times a week, it's perfect, you know, like to get back at it. And then as soon the machine is running really well, you know, and it's like lubricated and everything is working together, maybe you can start go like every single day. But as a white belt, I understand the feeling of, oh, I want to train. I want to train. But oh, my hand hurts. I can't really <laughs> grab it. And then you feel it. Plus... Plus, uh, you were uh, like an adult already, right? How old were you when you started? I was 30. Uh, we're talking about 2011. I was 30. 30, 30 years okay. old. I'm 43. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm 44 right now. So I was around 30. Uh, back then, I was very strong. Look at this guy. Uh, and I was just four like years that. old. Looks really good, okay? <laughs> just to mention that. BJJ. <laughs> BJJ. BJJ. No, no. It's barbecue. BJJ <laughs> beer sleep well that's it <laughs> so, I, get so it. I was thinking I was thinking about what yeah I was thinking about what made me like a, firstly because I was busy right uh, but secondly there was something like more like if you want something you keep doing it so why did I leave when just right when I got the, the blue belt I remember when I was thinking about all the things about my life and I thought about, uh, so I'm blue belt, now the next phase is purple. Uh, I just went through a very hard year training wise. I was very sore, very hurt. I had a tendon, a tendon uh, partial rupture in yes, the meantime because I was training too much. Yes, yes. Yeah, and I, and I thought, am I ready for this? And that's what got me. The I got the lack of motivation I needed to continue. So, huh. I think there was a this 
the pressure I, I received in order to become a black a, a blue belt was so intense that when I thought, all right, I need to prepare myself in order to go for the pro. And that's where I stopped. No, I get it. Right. So, yeah. It's like training every week, training, training two to three hours a day. I say, hey, I, I don't know. I don't know if I can do it right now. I understand. I mean, life, uh, sometimes life hits us, right? When life hits you, it's just like, you gotta, you gotta solve something. That's why pretty much I believe you, you here in Canada because you decide change, right? Like, oh, I gotta do a change and I have to stop something that I'm doing. Plus the injury. I, I, man, I'm a big guy on injury, you know, like I have knees, hips and, and, and I understand. I just, I keep going because maybe I'm too crazy and, or I love this too much, but soon it's going to be my time too. And I understand like you, you got to choose between, doing stuff on your life or keep going jujitsu with some injury, maybe get worse and then not going to be able to do all this stuff because you just got really serious injury and, and something that, but not, I would say like this guy, like Mike, he, he didn't quit. He, he's looking to, to get back on it. Like right now we just waiting to the gym to get back open so he can like him and me can train again, you know? And, um, Like this guy has all the backgrounds of martial art. Like it's not it, like him, him say like, oh, I, I had to stop because of this. And uh, some people can see, can think like, oh, he just stopped because of injury. Everybody has injury. Of course, life hits you, life hits you. But can we, can we talk a little bit about your background of all the martial arts? Yeah. So I, uh, I, I was happy. I was lucky enough to, uh, to live close to, uh, to a Shotokan dojo, the same as Mashida one. And I, I, would go to train with them every every summer every summer and spring and that was a pretty hardcore place pretty hardcore and then when i was 13 i started training with them got my black belt with 17 i started teaching actually six with 17 and 17 in the other 17 year 18 i got i started teaching and i stopped in 23 or 20 something i became a referee i won wow. championships um and from there i went to uh to do capoeira and muay thai which i've done two years and a half each i trained a few awesome. boxing just six months so i was always into the culture right of the culture of the japanese my this that guy i mentioned it was a japanese his yeah. name is sadamuryu it's my shihan he's passed away um last year um and uh well anyways i learned a lot and uh and there's a lot it, it, back then there was a lot of they scared me They scared the hell out of me. They told me, if they know you drink karate, you to go to the, to, to the, to the BJJ mat, they're going to kill you. <laughs> so then, hey, guys, come, come down. Just, I'll try, I'll try. And then he called me, he said, don't tell no one. Tell no one you were, you, you're training here. I said, all right, it's cool. This guy's going to go after one. you. <laughs> yeah, I was scared. But then when I learned, when I got into the family, into the Kyoto family, they just couldn't give me give a, a freaking Completely different, right? <laughs> yeah, they say, hey, this is BJJ, it's like swimming. It doesn't matter if you ride a bicycle, you need to know how to swim. So it doesn't exactly. matter your stand-up. Well, the good thing is, uh, I had, I had I, like, when you, you train know what? I never, I never heard this. This is a great explanation. Even though you can bike, but you need to learn how to swim. And here yeah. you're going to learn how to swim, right? That's exactly. Awesome. Exactly, that's the the divider. So the, it, it it changes a lot in the way you you interact with the, with Earth. 
So the good thing about training everything, like uh, like uh, I, I trained a bit of judo, a bit of jujitsu before, but it was just like playful stuff because I was a kid. Uh, the way you interact with the ground, with earth, uh, develops you to a point, developed me to a point that when I joined, when I was 30, I knew a lot of nice concepts. I had a good posture. I, I used to triangle my knees when I was start, studying the role uh, on the ground. I would just like uh, put my knees on a triangle to get a good base for both sides. I was like no balance and all that stuff. Um, and if if someone grabbed me in, in a collar, I would just go put my head below the uh, below the arm. It's pretty confusing to others, but all these small things uh, got my teacher's attention. So I was, hey, they gave me more attention. They said, hey, come here. So from there, they started developing yes. me, developing me. All right, this guy's good at like back swimming. All right, back swimming. Let's develop the back swimming and strengthen the parts that he's, he lacks. So it was great. It was great. It was a very uh, amazing experience when I started. And I never forgot. That's why I'm back. No, I'm sure like, I understand when you say like, oh, they got, they, they, they saw that I had a little bit, not experience, but you actually had good reactions that they maybe didn't know that where you came from, like you're a black belt in karate, you know, and did some capoeira or whatever. So you had like a good reactions that they were like, oh no, this guy has something different. So let's, let's try to, to, to help him out because it's easier to deal with somebody like that. Like, I'm sure they didn't get you to really teach you. It's just like, okay, they just show you the way and then you kind of, kind of get it right. Like, here in Canada, in US, I would say, um, we can see that a lot with the wrestling guys. Like you see in college, a lot of guys, you know, a lot of young kids and teenagers, they go for wrestling. And I had one student that as, as soon as I started teaching here in Cambridge, he was like our first student. His name is like uh, uh, Daniel. And uh, Daniel was like uh, 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 wrestling in, in, in college and competing in wrestling. And man, this kid, when his first class with me, I was just unbelievable. I was like, how, how can you be this, like, this good, you know? And then he was like, oh, I did seven years of wrestling. And I was like, okay, I, I already get everything. You're going to be a pretty good, like a top player, you know, and a lot of pressure. This kid trained with us like for a year, I would say. And man, I put, I, play, I put him in two tournaments. He won two tournaments. I gave his blue belt and he beat everyone. It was just like that. In one year, the kid was just like progressing. You know, like you said, some, somebody saw the ability of evolution and, and said, okay, you know what? I can help you. Let's, let's go this way. And, and that's how you actually get like friendly and, and into the family in the gym, right? Like somebody, of course, will come and start to put you with everybody and then you feel that feeling and you like start to enjoy more, right? Yes, definitely. And, uh, and that welcoming feeling is great because it's uh, like it puts, it puts the motivation where it belongs. Because you go, I would go to work and would I come back and just like uh, go straight from work to, to the gym. I would never go, go oh. back home. Yeah. I would just straight, I was motivated to just go there, take my, my, my suit off and just go straight to it, even though knowing that it would hurt a lot later. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. Exactly. We, we, we try, we try to, uh, after work, you go, you like, man, I really, I really have to, to go to jujitsu. Sometimes you're really tired and you're like, oh, I'm not going to go today. I'm not going to go. 
somehow really getting really close to it, you decide to go home or go jiu-jitsu. You know what? I'm going to go train. And you never regret that, right? You never, even though you have a lot of pain after, like, oh, my hands, my head, my hip, my knee, you're just like, oof, I did a class today. It was great, right? Yeah, yeah. And I have Bob, like the Bob sparring at home, but there are days, more than, more than two times a week, that I just look at him and I say, I want to roll with this, with this Bob because <laughs> I need another dolly. <laughs> Bob can do anything. Yeah, man. So, yeah he, he, he's good at taking punches, but rolling with exactly. him. <laughs> so uh, uh, there are days that I just, I need to roll today. I need to do something just like more. I need to do grappling today. I need to do BJJ. It's not yeah. because I, I'm not, in, I'm not fond of, of the judo part, right? pushing and pulling while standing because of my 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 injury right exactly so i'd i'd rather go with uh, with the bjj tactics to go to the ground because you don't spend way long like standing and trying to to make like a uh, a textbook fall like a, like a throw like like the judo yeah. that's a lot of strength on that i don't want that i just want to hug the hey, come over here and then on the ground we just swim do do you um from like from the UX from your experience from like uh, uh old school gym I would say to in 2009 nowadays they can have like a different system but back in 2009 like they throw you in a class like instead of giving you a first class like right now we instead of getting the new person straight to the class we give them like a one-on-one class we teach them a little bit of movements and stuff so they can get prepared for the actual class. Have like, have you been in another gym before, before Cambridge BJJ, like in, in like for, to, to do jujitsu here in Canada? Uh, not in Canada. Not in Canada. Okay. So, yeah. But you had one class with us, right? Yeah. I had one class with you guys. Yeah. So it was like a full class. Do, do you, like with your experience what was like you can tell like the difference from before and now with the class do you, like the 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 um, the structure of the class instead of doing warm up and going straight roll like here i'm sure you with you like warm up technique some uh, specific training then rolling like how do you like this system or you prefer the old ways i i i i like the uh... I like the structure of the training, right? There are benefits uh, in both ways, right? Exactly. When you are tribal, like, uh, as I, I call it tribal, I don't know if anyone calls it that way, but when you have like something structured, when you have like a, you start the class, we have like some bowel, like a hose or something to start with. And then like the Japanese way of doing, of, of studying martial arts. Uh -huh. And what I like the Cambridge BJJs, uh, uh, like, the, the lesson I had is that you start with the proper warm-up, then you go to a technique, and then you roll, trying to, to implement what you've learned. Exactly. Right? And, uh, and I, that's what I like the most, that structure, because you know exactly what to expect. I got approached by Nadson, uh, the other teacher, saying, Michelle, are you good to roll one more time? So, like, uh, it, it, it's, it's that care. Right, yeah, when you have the time to take care of each student, and you have enough resources, like two teachers taking care of the class, that's that's amazing. I love it. 
right? Um, not, but in the other, in the other style, when you go like through immersion, you just go inside of the gym, you just start rolling. There are a lot of benefits if you start if you start with a black belt, which is the one-one. I have one-on-one, as I mentioned to you, like at least the, the two in the first week. Uh, it was the Monday and third and, and Wednesday. I got to train black belt in class. So we just I just got one class with him. That was great because he gave me the first steps. All right. Uh -huh. First of all, let's start. Tap three times where the guy I can feel it, not on the mat. The, and the, the, on the, the guy. Be, the best one to one <laughs> right away. <laughs> yeah. Just tap the, if the guy feels you, okay. If if you tap on the <laughs> Man, the guy's not looking at it. He's not paying attention. You're dead. <laughs> you <laughs> gotta make sure he feels that. Desperate. Yeah, yeah. So it was great. Uh, on the other hand, I had to go on survival mode every day there. So there was there was there were athletes. There were blue belts trying to get their purple belts. Purple belts trying to get their brown belts. Uh, if it was not a black belt, they would just smash me. Just like <laughs> just just roll over me and uh, I was just trying to defend. And I, I, I remember, I used to know how many times I tapped in a day. And that number started decreasing. We're the same guys, yes. right? And then I start counting how many taps I got from some of them. So that was great because I was understanding their game and some of them, and then I started using the same game they used against me. Uh, I mentioned to you, uh, and before, uh, probably just mentioned to the guys in this interview, uh, there was a guy that always got me to 100 kilo. And then he would just like grab my arm, the loose arm, and just go with the leg on top and, and make me tap right there. Oh, yes. Every day would every day would be the same. Every day would be the same. And then I, I think it was three months after I'd done the same with him. <laughs> okay, I would just go with 100 kilos. I would not make it him, him tap like that often. I, basically, I just got him tapping just probably twice in that year. Uh, but I was able to 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 avoid yeah, exactly. entirely. Exactly. Yeah, because I was paying attention. The trying to survive actually gave me, all right, I paying attention. I'm not scared about tapping. I'm not oh. at all. There, there's no pride in that. Well, basically, I just, all right, I have to learn this. If I have to tap, tap, and then redo, reset. Exactly, that's a that's a great mindset, you know, because um, when you when you how can I say that when you actually a competitor, the mindset's like really tough, you know. You got an ego, and um, you don't really want to tap, and you just want to tap everyone. But at the gym, even though you're a competitor at the gym, you have like your own training partner, your family, right? They're, they're, they're part of your, your day to day and you got to take care of them. And this, yeah. this thing of um, not tapping or the, the feeling of, oh, I really want to tap everyone in the gym, in my opinion, I think it's something that we can put aside. And like you say, like a, I have to tap, I will tap. And then we keep going. And that's how we learn, right? Like you said, I went to the defensive mode. I had to watch a lot of people. This guy submit me many times this way. I got to submit him the same way because what? Because you've been watching you, you know, you, you got to watch like all the people and think like, man, I got to do something. I got to play the game. I got to make something happen. And, and that's how you actually, actually achieved 
by tapping many times, you achieve all this stuff like, okay, I can play the game. I know how to do it. And you put the ego aside, right? If, as soon as you put the ego aside, I think that things start to get better, in my opinion, you know? Yes. But yes. I, I totally agree. This, this teaches you a lot, right? This teaches you a lot. Oh, yes. And, uh, and I first, and, and, and to get my blue belt, I had to go to an to internal championship. And I fought once and lost once. But mm. when I got to, the, to, to fight with the other guy, it was a guy from another gym inside of the same group from Kyoto as well. Yes, and, like um, some affiliation, yeah. And it was just, yeah, the kid was pumped. He just got me right into a guillotine, jumped and pulled the guard. And I was just like, I just, my first glance at the championship <laughs> was guillotine. It was like two seconds, guillotine, guard. And I, we both fell on the ground. I was on top and I said, well, all right, let's get out of here. Because it's like, I, I went through a lot. In the, in exactly. The I was able to, to come out and start rolling with them. But the guy was so, it was so much strength. And I was playing at 80% because I know that I have to save some energy, right? Yeah. But that mindset of the dojo didn't work in the championship. I lost for I, I lost four points. And uh -huh. then my and then the teachers from my teacher said, Come on, Mike, what did you do it? And I said, Well, I'm just rolling. Said, this is a championship. It's not just not a day. <laughs> you gotta put a little bit more effort. I, I never the one thing is yeah, but one thing is for sure. Even though I started just like rude awakening, uh, I, I never felt threatened. He got it. He sunk that guillotine, right? Mm -hmm. He sunk it. They're just like, all right, I'm not scared because I went through this many times and I know how to go to come out. Of it. So I just took my time, opened the space to breathe, and then started. You gotta act like exactly. <laughs> you you gotta act like properly. And uh, uh, it, well, I learned my lesson. I earned my blue belt, um, and, uh, and and the good thing about the family stuff is that what I love the most about BJJ is the is the ceremony for uh, for for earning a new belt or a strap. I love it because it's so personal. The your coach they yes. know he knows exactly where you are, and it doesn't matter if if I uh, back then I, it did not matter if I win or lose. They knew exactly where I was, so they came to me exactly. It's like they said. They told me like that white belt is losing your in in in, in a waist, and they gave it gave me the blue belt right after. It was great. It was a great feeling, right? It's a acknowledgement that of the effort that I put in the game. Exactly, exactly. And um, in, in the BGJ, this is this is something that we can recognize by each each student, right? And and that's like you like like you said. You mentioned uh, it's a great feeling because they know exactly where you are. And some people feel like, oh, maybe the coach not giving me attention or stuff, but no, like they know, I'm sure it's not a hundred percent of the coaches. I would say 70 or 80% that really cares. They're going to know every single student there. I like there, there are gyms that you have more than 300, 400 students. I'm sure that there is no way the main guy of the gym knows everybody. But that's why we have different coaches, right? Like you have your main coach, but you have another one that I was teaching you. And then you get to know the, the, the other one as soon as you start to get to the, to the class. And the coach that is responsible for that class should know you like he's 
palm of his hand. You there every time you guys train together, he watches you. And it's not like the coach has to go to class, give the, the technique and just like chill and, and not watch or, or not help. Like, I don't really like those type of people that they go there, teach whatever they have to teach and just sit, get to the phone or, or, or do something else, but doesn't keep helping, right? Like a lot of people are interested on, on selling privates and stuff. Okay, oh, you want to get better? Just give me a private or just get me let's let's do it let's do private so whatever no 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 like regular class can bring you really far as a regular people as a soon you started like i'm sure you just to change a lot of stuff like of thinking and and physically too right can you mention oh, yeah. something that it changed like right away on 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 your mental game there's something funny that <laughs> it is funny i have to mention it uh, yeah. there's there's not a single day i come off my bed without a hip scape. There's not a single day. Every time I'm, I'm just like, oh, I woke up and just like, I just hip scape my bed. <laughs> this is for life then. This is for life. Every time I'm, I'm on the ground, back on the ground, I'm using every hip scape possible, uh, just like doing the things I learned. I think that was huge because I never, uh, I never moved underground on my back to every direction yeah, exactly yeah, you, yeah that's a good point yeah you 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 learn to do many movements that your body are not used to right yes exactly and also how i uh, uh there's a lot of connections that i do with people and i do a lot, a lot of brain jj uh in business and also with friends uh because you 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 got to understand that some some positions you are even though you're vulnerable or not it opens doors to attacks or defenses that is 100% from BJJ because you have to to uh, to set up whatever you want to do like great four, point five steps ahead so yeah so i use that on a daily basis for everything uh, in order to avoid like in order to avoid avoid aggressive reactions from everyone that's interacting with me i do brain bjj at all times that's so amazing. i avoid lots of lots of problems confusion misunderstandings with the kind of mindset thinking like three four steps ahead that's good that's good like i was uh, ready to act under pressure right even though it's at work or or street situation or anything your mental is kind of prepare for that you just like okay something's happening right now with work like you mentioned like you gotta be some steps ahead to solve problems and not fall in any trap and make things happen right like exactly. if you if you fail with work that's that means you probably can lose your job or or you know and that's gonna change a lot of stuff on your life if you lose the job or like how you're gonna provide to your kids what are you gonna yes. provide? You know, like and and you gotta be always ahead on the game, and and jujitsu helps a lot with that, right? Yeah, and gives the confidence. I remember one day a guy in the and I was rolling with this purple belt. He got me into a triangle, and then suddenly I lost. I I couldn't see. I couldn't hear anything, and I said, "Hey, am I dead?" So I was just like, I was so into it but it's, it was not on my neck so i could breathe i could feel touch and everything but he was so tight his legs were so tight in my head in my arm that i couldn't like i couldn't hear and Every uh and, and i couldn't see because i was totally covered and uh when you have that poker face in such a dangerous environment 
that changes your mindset for everything else. Oh, yeah. So you bring that poker face to your daily basis. So there's a, maybe you're just like, you're, it, it probably happened to you a lot. You're driving and someone smashes uh, his, her car with someone else, a huge accident. You're just poker, poker facing, trying to get more information about it. If it was a very dangerous situation, you're just like trying, looking and paying attention to everything. So that I, that I got from just like being a very bad position. That, that, that changed my, my way of thinking. I was just like, hey, am I dead? No, it's not. So, well, at least I have the other senses. I can still fight. Exactly. Like you said, it's like when I, when I, when I ask you about the structure of life, the structure, structure of uh, class from before and now, you said, oh, there is an um, advantage on both. But that's one good thing, right? Before, when you start, like, you, you were right away put on, like, to be under pressure, right away, first class, and that's, I believe, builds up, like, a tougher mic, right? Yes, yes. The, 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 other, the, other, the opposite side, though, is when something huge is happening, I'm just looking at it, just like, oh, nice, nice day. And the world is collapsing. I'm just, whoa, interesting. So, <laughs> so it gave me too much patience and everything started becoming slow motion uh, after I started BJJ. So it's just like, sometimes we need some just like pushy reaction. And probably that's, that, that's the thing that I have to learn in order to come back maybe to a championship. I need to get that urgency working properly instead of just paying attention to it. <laughs> oh yeah like I, i agree man i agree and then uh, as a soon as uh, times time will come and we're gonna you know like start training back again and one day if we can we will like be back on tournaments and and uh and enjoy that because our uh, tournament is not only to go then prove that you're really good with stuff it's about the the experience of learning too you know like yeah. we get great things from tournaments i've been in many of those i won i lost and i kept going there is no point of uh i'm good like you you win you win and then you say okay i'm good enough no 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 you gotta keep going always somebody will come at you with new technique with a new movement with new ways of dealing you know and you gotta always keep learning i got my black belt and i feel the same i feel i still need to learn i like to go to class i did teaching a lot but i really like to to go and take a class you know it's it's a, it's great like taking a class it, it never stopped the, the learning never stopped right is there yeah. is there anything that you could say to somebody let's say man you you got a you got some of your friends the friend that you really like and they might say to you hey michelle i think uh I want to start jujitsu and uh, I'm kind of scared me. Like, what would you tell them to in pro of jujitsu to get them training? I would tell them that, uh, that every mindset they have can be absorbed by the, by the jujitsu training. If they want to become champions, regardless of their age, they can. If they want to join just to do BJJ with no championship, they can. And, and some of them might even become black belts. It will depend on them, of course. Uh, it might take longer if they don't go to championships, but they will be able to get their black belts with time. With so time. Yeah. all I say to them is like, yeah, I'm a father too. I have two kids. Uh, I have my family. I have a lot, a, a lot of, I, I, lots of commitments, financial commitments and everything. My doctor told me to come back. 
So it's a, it's, if they have the time to talk to a professional, we understand the benefits out of it. Uh, there's no way they can, uh, I, I can tell them that to avoid BJJ. There's BJJ, and, and the good thing about, uh, as I mentioned to swimming, anyone can swim, fat, thin, uh, if you are dwarf, if you, are, uh, if, you're, if you have gigantic, if you're a giant or whatever, anyone can swim. Because when you go down to the horizontal, <laughs> every difference is flat. Yeah. And in BJJ, at least you can, with a small person, you can fight just like a giant guy and be confident that you can pull this like a rear naked and win, right? Exactly, exactly. No, yeah, I'm sure. I'm so sure. the motivation I would give to them is that regardless of your situation, professional situation, family situation, BJJ will fit in your life. It's not the other way around. BJJ fits in. Exactly. I, I totally agree with that. I've been through that too, you know, like since 2012 to nowadays life hits you hard and you gotta just keep going. You fit in, you, you, you learn that you can do all of this that you mentioned, life, work, uh, family, any, any other thing that maybe bothers you still can fit jujitsu somehow in your week in your month in your life because i really believe all the teaching that we have and experience will go through life like you said man i every single day i kind of hips it's not it's a funny thing it is a funny thing but it is something that you brought from jujitsu and you can never forget that you learned that on jujitsu you do that and all the stuff like the mental game the the five step ahead you mentioned at work or at training. This is all small things that will change. And then once you get some age, you will realize that jujitsu, I, I was being there and I was being motivating you and change your mind to keep going forward. I was moving forward, right? The, the, the tap system, like, oh, you got to tap and then you stop is the best way that you can learn stuff in life there's no time for tapping when did you tap in life if you tap in life you quit you can never tap in life but in jiu-jitsu you can and you begin again and you learn more stuff every time you tap right yeah so the tapping system is perfect because i think that's the edge with bjj because when you you're training like a striking you're a muay thai guy you can never Never hit your partner with your full strength. You can destroy him, right? But in BJJ, you can go 100% against the guy and do 100% technique and do the roll with a flash, a flashing light speed. And the guy will tap, everyone's saved. Everyone's rolling again. Exactly. But if you do that in striking, you kill the guy. If you do in the judo, <laughs> if you go judo, Not if you throw the guy against earth, like it's over. No one was going to train with you, exactly. right? Exactly. So I think that's the edge with BJJ. I think that's the edge that, that gave to the Gracie's family such huge, uh, huge, massive quantity of wins in the early in the early 60s, 70s and 80s. They were winning everyone because of that, because they are able to train their techniques to a full extent. That's true. And back then there was no UFC, right? <laughs> so they were training. So everything was about imagination in regards to striking, but in BJJ was reality. So that's the edge. I think that's something. The, the tap system is bonded. Man, that's a, that's a great point. I really, I, I agree with you. And uh, I always think of that too, you know, because 
you can go 100% with your friends, with your partner, people that you don't even know you guys, you meet each other, that day you go 100%, you tap, everybody's smiling, everybody's cool, big hug, good training, oh man, you're sick, you have like really good guard, you have a really good passing, you really like your game, and that's it. it there's no bad feelings, no ego, like I said, you have to take your ego out. Ego is good. It's not 100% out. You have to have your ego, but you got to put it down, especially in the gym, like with your training partners, with your friends, you know, and um, keep going. You have the chance. Always you have the chance to stop and restart. In life, we don't, right? So jujitsu has a, 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 this beauty of always restart, restart, restart until you achieve the point that you want and then when you achieve you level up but then you keep restarting restarting until you reach that again right yeah so as a white belt i saw a black belt tapping he said hey i can do that too i can tap too the other way around so the black belt exactly. <laughs> the black belt is also watching to me saying hey i tapped so much like like this guy so there's something that changes your mindset that so there's no bragging after the uh after, exactly after, after the classes in the bjj there's no bragging everyone is not everyone is just relaxed right man see you tomorrow and etc uh, and everyone taps and that's perfect so yeah. i i love this in regards to bjj because if you roll you're you're seeing a different way oh this guy also trains bjj if you don't just say yeah this guy has something to learn well he has to learn to swim Exactly, exactly. Right? Man, I, I really appreciate all the points of uh, your, your own mind and brain, you know, putting out here. Um, I uh, have to say thank you very much for the opportunity and the time that you took to, you know, get here on a Sunday, nine in the morning, 10 in the morning, could be doing something else with your family. But uh, I really appreciate Mike and man, I can't wait to to open up again, we can train, we're gonna, like, just to mention, Mike, like, we met, like, I would say not even more than a month or so, he has been working with us doing drywall, this guy has, like, a really good uh, um, education, he has been, like, doing his job for years, but now he just is deciding to go a new path of his life, and he's working with us at, uh, you know, doing construction and drywall, and hopefully, as soon as we can, we're going to get him back on the mats at Cambridge BJJ. And, man, I can't wait for that. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you being here. Everyone listening, this is a great channel. Share with everyone. I hope to see you in the, in the mats. And, uh, and let's do it. Oosh. Oosh. Thank you very much, Mike. I appreciate it, man. Have a good one. Oosh.